Hello and welcome to News Munch. You're looking to the world of weird. I'm Jay, I'll be your host today. Here are your weird news headlines. A woman has quit a job to breastfeed her 36-year-old bodybuilder boyfriend full-time, saying it creates a magical bond between them. Fears over chlorine-washed chicken and hormone-fed beef are myths, according to the US ambassador to the UK. Russian authorities have ordered the release of 100 captive orca and beluga whales after online pressure from Leo DiCaprio. Up to 61% of Seattle caught salmon were found to contain cocaine, antidepressants and pain relievers. And finally, a Florida man who allegedly threatened his family with Coldplay lyrics has ended his standoff after SWAT promised him pizza. Those were your weird news headlines. I'm not the only one in the studio today. Joining me are Fraser. Hello. Brad. Hello. And Dylan. Hello. I went second this time. You're always second. Am I? Yes, you are, Brad. I love it. You always have the lamest hello as well. Sorry. If you haven't listened to the show before, here's how it works. Every week, we bring a weird story to the table, we pitch it to everyone else, and at the end, we decide who's going to be the news munchkin of the week. First up, we have Fraser. Okie dokie, hello. Who here likes comic books? Yeah, come on. You're a nerd. Brad, do you like comic books? Not really. You're not a nerd most of the time. Jay, do you like a comic book? Yeah, I don't mind it. You're a nerd. But good news for you nerds, because I have a comic (laughs) book you're after. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you think the publishers of The Walking Dead, their next project is going to be, like, hot. What hot. do you mean? Like, <laughs> lewd and uh, erotic? The sun. Or literally about, like, heat. No, it's going to be, like, you know, sick. Again, please stop making <laughs> hat gestures. It doesn't translate from you radio. Know, it's going to be bang on. All right. So what, sell well, you mean, yeah? Do yeah. we... Do so you really anyway, know the Walking Dead comic creators are going to be bang on with stuff? Well, I think they are, because I've just read the preview to their <laughs> latest comic. Lay it on me, this. big boy. Lay it on me. It's called Jesus Freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, no. And it's described as a, a bloody two-fisted tale of historical heroic fiction. Up the Pentecost. Come on, lads. Um, he didn't have fists by the end. Previews of the strips they've shown show a muscle-clad Jesus beheading foes with a wording sword. And promotional material says, The year is 2068. A young Nazarian carpenter is having some trouble adjusting to the new violent world around him and finding his place within it. I mean, you could change the first half of that sentence to Rick Grimes and they've basically stolen The Walking Dead and <laughs> yeah. applied it to Bethlehem. Yeah, but like, this is Jesus coming back with a vengeance. Why? Yeah. Wait, no, this isn't him coming back, right? This is just an alternative is this Judge Man in the Dredd, car- like castle Jesus. kind of tale, right? It is essentially Judge Dredd for Jesus. I'm in. So I'm is, it, in. is it just pretending crucifixion didn't happen and... Man's been on a riot for the last 2,000 um, years. A- actually, that's a storyline where God is disappointed at Jesus for getting crucified so easily. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So Jesus is back to prove a point. A bloody violent. Okay, point. I just want to know when it takes place. Like you said, twenty six C twenty six C E. Okay, but oh, oh wow. Okay, so it's proper crusader sort of stuff thing. Yeah, like takes time during like the biblical canon. Okay, I'm in. I'm so in. Because I thought you said twenty sixty, and I was like, yeah, oh no, 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 Jesus, no, it's not deal. futuristic. I it's heard twenty six C E, but I was like, w- is it? 
before supposed death, after you resurrection. Know, truth to the, I'm not that hot on the Bible. Um, <laughs> CE seems like... You're hot on Jesus, Christ though. expires. So <laughs> I reckon after the... It's not what it means. Yeah, I'm pretty what sure does that's it mean? not it's, true. It's not what it means. Here comes Latin dill. Do you know what it means? Oh, absolutely not. But oh, I just thankful. know it's not Christ expires. <laughs> Fine. So like crisis of cotton of orange Fine, juice. I'll say it in left. Latin. Crisis experio. <laughs> Good Harry Potter spell there. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, the writer of Jesus Freak, Joe Casey, explains that Jesus Freak is less inspired by any strict religious traditions and is instead more concerned with exploring the unique tension that exists between depicting a mythical figure and a historical figure, a tension that is compounded when, for many, they're considered the same person. So, what's... so it's like dealing with the various Jesus myths, basically. I haven't read any Jesus myths where he's a sociopathic no, like, but, okay, Avenger. Okay, but like the idea of like a <laughs> bit of theological sort of stuff right now, even in the New Testament, we've got Mark, Matthew and Luke, and they're all ri- supposedly written by different people based on like oral traditions of Judaism. So that's why in like Matthew you have Jesus. I'm bored. I'm really bored of that. Basically, <laughs> can I have some time added on? <laughs> This no. adds to your thing. This adds That's, to your thing. This on. adds to your thing. Matthew, basic in Matthew, Jesus is like pro, like massively pro G, whereas in Luke, he's like not. So is it that sort of thing where it's like different tellings of Jesus brought into like one thing? No, he's just riding around on this donkey, slaying <laughs> fools. Like, does he have I any superheroes? Does he have any default Jesus superheroes or any new ones? But you mean superpowers? Yeah. I mean, he's the son of God. <laughs> if that helps. Okay, so we would go in default Jesus here. No brand new. He can't fly. Uh, I mean, he had superpowers anyway. I imagine, <laughs> I imagine he, he was healing people by touch. Yeah, what you want yeah but he had Jesus superpowers. He I didn't imagine. have Superman Brad, Brad, superpowers. I want to know if it's like level one Jesus or if it's like level 50 Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Super <laughs> Saiyan Jesus. Uh, level one. 100 boss Jesus because that's how mafia works <laughs> that's how the church works anyway image comics aren't the only people producing a Jesus based comic apparently there's a big market for this um, DC Vertigo has announced the release of Second Coming in which Jesus learns how to be a messiah from a superhero called Sun Man <laughs> oh, I've actually heard of this. <laughs> Son, man. That's so this. terrible. So, again, Jesus, God is mad at Jesus for being crucified. <laughs> it's a common theme in all and this. He's, and he sends him back to learn from the superhero Sun Man on how to be a good leader and messiah. Because <laughs> so, the people prefer Sun Man to Jesus. So, Sun Man, is he taking the powers from the sun, or is he... The son of a man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's like a knockoff Jesus. Is he just like, this is how you be a good son to God? Yeah. No, he's um, Sun Man, S-U-N. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So, like, it's kind of disappointing. literal champion of <laughs> like sun, plants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got some bad news, though. Oh. Um, DC have had to cancel the planned March 6th release. Oh, you bring us up and then you tear us straight down. Because there's been uh, more than 230,000 people have signed a petition calling the series blasphemous. You, te- you test have... us like God did Joy, Fraser. Don't yep. people have better things to do than to complain about Jesus Sun wept. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for Kanye to, to do a verse about apparently this. Apparently, the delay is down to DC asking for changes that he and some man artist Richard Pace weren't comfortable. One includes a full frontal nude Adam scene in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> How else would you do it? And yeah, the other, like, the other the one includes on. swear words. Further. So it's not the blasphemy, it's the swear words and the dong action that is offending people. <laughs> That's fair. But anyway, this is getting me thinking. Like We're making light of it, but to a lot of people this is very offensive. So we've all heard of the Avengers... <laughs> 
Wait, hold on. Are you are you thinking about you being offensive and worrying about what people are thinking? That's about a rarity. It? No, I'm first. thinking about the comic. I'm not. I'm not on my high horse. I'm all for Jesus freak. Okay. I want to see some people get decapitated. I, Good, I wanted to clarify. I didn't seem very in character. <laughs> no, it's not. Anyway, like I said, the Avengers, all the best, most moral superheroes around, the most inclusive superheroes. Well, I bring to you the disgraces, the most politically <laughs> incorrect superheroes out there. Oh, God. So, anyway, my favourite, he's called Extrano. He's a Peruvian magician <laughs> who was given enhanced magic powers for good. However, I have a twist. He's a gay hero whose mortal enemy is an AIDS vampire named Timo <laughs> Goblin who infected him with the AIDS virus. <laughs> so, just to clarify... That sixth gen Pokemon. He would need them. No, yeah, I just want to make a point. So, the leader of the Disgraces is a gay superhero. Is that what you're saying? Right That's now? not like Fraser no, Road here. It's like he called he, him... He, like, he, yeah, he, but he made up the Disgraces. <laughs> the Disgraces aren't a thing. No, Wait, he's what? a disgrace because he's... he's a politically incorrect um, portrayal of a gay man. <laughs> so he has the points of presentation for yeah. this one. So he because gay people love AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the disgrace. Is that his worst enemy is the AIDS virus, and this come out at the height of the AIDS epidemic. Oh, people oh, against no. AIDS. Those disgraces. Come no, on, it's a no, disgrace because yeah. of how he's portrayed. He has all the negative gay stereotypes. He refers to himself as auntie. <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's a disgrace okay. that he was portrayed in this way. We got the leader. Yeah, who's that's, next? That's what okay, I thought. Okay, who's going next? For. I have Codpiece. <laughs> he's an over the muscular man who shoots lasers from a cannon codpiece. He's also a misogynist. After that, um, Captain America's slave slash help, who oh. basically looks like a minstrel. <laughs> Bro, oh my God. bro, he does. Have you seen him? No, I haven't. I There's just... a lot of outrage about how he's portrayed. I mean, oh, America. Man. So I don't like um, this. The Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> just the Mandarin. Just the Mandarin. Fake the cats from Lady and the Tramp. Yes. But dressed very Mickey Rooney. Breakfast at Tiffany's. That's a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> um, armless Tiger. He was meant to be the first disabled superhero. But he's just a cat man with no arms. And my personal favourite, Egg Foo. <laughs> I don't need any more explanations. No, he's just a very, he's a very oriental looking egg. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. That so, yeah, is truly disgraceful. The disgraces, they're not a disgrace because they're promoting inclusivity. They're a disgrace because of the way they've betrayed the concept of inclusivity. <laughs> Thanks for your story, Fraser. So next up with their story is me. So kind of off the back of Fraser's talk about comic superheroes, I do want to talk about superheroes. There's a real theme here today. What's Wait. everyone's favourite superheroes? I'll just throw that out there. Jesus freak. Um, <laughs> I should have expected that. Extrano. <laughs> I like the iron... Is he the Peruvian magician? <laughs> Whose worst enemy is an AIDS-riddled vampire? I feel like I heard about this really Still recently. <laughs> Um, uh, is, my favourite is Spider-Man. Mine is the Iron Man from the 1960s where he looks just like a d There's an Iron Man comic. What? Yeah, he, if the Iron Man um, TV show, he's literally just in like a metal suit that makes him just look like a big red d There's an Iron Man comic where the entire premise is like him battling alcoholism. It's just called Demon in a Bottle. I, and he, fa he has a, faced a literal demon in a bottle of like the Aquamarina. That's supposed to be re a really good comic. It's really good. It's uh, just you're very right. dark. I am a nerd. Sorry. It's I'm really gonna, dark. Um, yeah, you're all nerds. Um, I'm going to change my answer. Okay. To what? Um, Alfred. <laughs> he says slowly. Sunman. 
That'll do. That'll do. Yeah. That'll do. Joe, where are you going with this? Mine's Batman. Yeah. I think films. Basic. Yeah, Boring. I know. I know it's basic. Just but like, you like the Nolan films. N- I do like the Nolan films, but I also like it because there's that dark element. There's that taking matters into your own hands, the vigilantism. Uh, are your parents dead, Jay? I wish. Good family I'm sorry, mum and dad. You're going to cut it out anyway. They do listen like, sometimes. Do they? Um, <laughs> no, I like him because he's a vigilante and he takes matters into his own hands. So... Let me, let me. Yes, and. Let me take you on a vigilante tale. Okay. <laughs> I have a quick Batman fact before you get started. Oh, so there was a period where the only people Batman had ever killed had been Asians. <laughs> You're joking. No, I found this in my comic book research. Racist Batman goes in the disgraces. <laughs> Hijacking his story. Moving swiftly on from racist Batman. I'll take you to Australia. Um, where <laughs> racist kangaroo wow, man. Wow, it's so warm here. <laughs> the point I'm trying to get to is that Bruce Wayne was nothing but a rich playboy billionaire before he donned the costume. And it was the costume that really that gave him the inspiration to tackle and fight crime. That's not true. He was also an orphan. Yeah, but before he put on the suit, he was nothing. Are you calling orphans nothing? <laughs> no, I'm calling Bruce Wayne nothing. Jay, anyway, Australia, let's, vigilante, let's just get come somewhere. on. Let's just get somewhere. The point of all of this was just to say, in Australia, a woman dressed as a gorilla cop captured a sex pest. Hey, go <laughs> we on. got there. Yes, we found the story. So, why? Why? Because yeah. he was a sex pest. No, why was she in the gorilla? Like, what was the gorilla? I mean, why is she in the key part of this story? I'll be honest, there's not a lot of sense as to why. <laughs> so, this woman wants to remain anonymous, but she's been, she was walking through this park multiple times. Hold on. And, okay. So, she wears a gorilla costume dressed as a police officer, but she wishes to remain anonymous and keep a low profile. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's right. Wearing- if she's wearing the mask, you can't see her face. Exactly. That's how he wouldn't know it was her. Because he had approached her multiple times when she would walk through his park. And he would like expose himself. And through talking to multiple other people that she'd see in the park, she found constantly similar stories. One woman she even spoke to said that she'd never return to the park again because of that kind of experience. Mm. That's awful. That's it is awful. So Wait, she realized... It- was he flashing her in costume or out of costume? He wasn't in the costume. No, was she in the costume? No, no, she's just a regular woman. Oh. The costume doesn't come until now. <laughs> she realised she needed to do something about this. She even said in an interview... Uh, I need to do something event, about this. <laughs> she said the words, I need to... No, she said, every woman deserves to feel safe and not be harassed in public. Obvious. Com- completely I can agreeable. get behind that. Yeah. Unarguable. So, so she... Unarguable. She, oh, that's what clear. he said, yeah, this is clarifying. Similar, similar to how Bruce Wayne on his own couldn't be the same as what he'd be like in a costume. She was like, I need to don a costume. But she did not go for a superhero costume. She went for a gorilla costume instead. But then I can only assume that she realised that gorillas don't have legal jurisdiction over anyone. So over the top of the gorilla costume (laughs) is the cop outfit. Curious George did good. She then proceeded... To conduct her own stakeout, a one-person stakeout, for four days oh my God. in a bush in this park. As a gorilla cop. Oh, clever. So if someone's like, oh, 
What's that person in a bush? Oh, it's a gorilla in natural habitat. Wait, <laughs> why, why have they got a gun? Oh, it's a cop. Don't worry. Uh, she calls herself Cop Kong. I think... <laughs> Cop Kong. Cop Kong. Cop Kong. Oh, I appreciate that a lot more now. That's great. That's brilliant. I think this takes a lot of commitment. Imagine the first day you go in the bushes in your gorilla cop costume... <laughs> And then you've been unsuccessful and you've waited in the bushes all day. She's come back for another three. Only on the fourth day did she strike gold. I like I like the idea of her coming back in the gorilla cop costume and walking and looking at her husband and just shaking her head slowly and walking up the stairs. <laughs> bad, bad day, hon. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like, does she get changed in the bush or does she turn up at the bush in the costume? Well, like, to, 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 to not arouse suspicion, I'm assuming she stayed in costume. Because anyone on their regular walk there would be like oh yeah the, the gorilla cop's back for well, some reason well, did, you ca- <laughs> did you catch this guy red-handed yeah well kind of he on the fourth day of her hiding out she saw him he was on his bike and his shorts were held really high she could see his penis and she's like no you're not doing this she jumps out from the bushes in a very natural reaction to seeing a gorilla cop <laughs> come at you he decided to ride off in his bike the woman, not to be deterred, then pursued. <laughs> this is a Benny Hill sketch. She, <laughs> this isn't real. She got on her own bike and chased after him and realised her own limitations, called the cops once she found his exact location, and then he was arrested and he is now char- he's been charged with four indecent exposure acts over a period of nine months, though they were counting more. So it was successful? So successful. Well, we can all take a lesson from this. The woman said she didn't feel she had put herself in harm's way by trying to track the alleged offender. Yeah, because who's going to mess with her? Like, you see a gorilla cop running down the street. She's, exactly. You leave them to it. Exactly. She said the gorilla costume was the best way she could think of to conceal her identity. I mean, if that's the best way you can think of... A morph suit would have worked. There are six or seven other things I'd jump to I would have disguised myself as Extrano. <laughs> the, problem is, the problem is that sometimes costumes can be used for bad as well as good. This, this is true. So, so in this case, we have two robbers dressed in clown costumes and they find a, an unsuspecting elderly couple. This is a whole nother story. They find an unsuspecting elderly couple that they're going to rob. They have machetes. The elderly couple are in their car. They smash open the window. Machete to the guy's throat. They say, this is a robbery. This guy is called... <laughs> I would have preferred if they said, this is no laughing matter. <laughs> this, this is a robbery. Oh, I thought you were going to make some balloon animals. <laughs> this guy is called Joseph Nelson. This was Joseph Nelson's response. He said in an interview, he said, I'm sitting here talking to my wife, and the next thing I know when I look up, I see somebody running towards me with this white clown mask on and a machete. He reached his hand through the window, put it to my throat like this, and I'm like, dude... You serious? You trying to <laughs> rob me with a machete? This did not go well for the clown costume robbers. The elderly couple fought back. Um, yes, go grannies. So Joe, Joe Nelson, uh, took the machete off the robber uh, and proceeded to punch him. And then his wife, Aretha Cardinal, grabbed the kid's scooter and started beating <laughs> the robbers with it. Did did when he punched the clown in the face? Did it make a honk noise? <laughs> So the wife said it was really scary, but it was like, it was either us or them, you know, and it wasn't going to be us. You're not going to steal no money from us. We ain't got no money. (laughs) Police said the suspects tried to retreat to a nearby vehicle, 
but uh, the victims followed and delayed their escape by hitting the suspect's vehicle with the scooter and they broke the window. And apparently at one point, the husband was chasing them down with a machete that he had taken from them. <laughs> Love it. So what we can see is vigilanteism can come from all places and you can get a good dose of confidence, whether good or bad, from wearing a costume. Now, before we carry on with the show, we have a special report for you. Last week, a man tackled P. Diddy's wax statue at the New York's Madame Tussauds and in the process decapitated him. They invited us over to take a look, so we sent Brad with strict instructions to cover the story professionally and honestly. Brad, how was it? <sighs> Just play the f***ing report, Jay. I'm here at the Madame Tussauds in New York City. We've been invited here to check out the curious case of a rapper murder. And unlike Pac and Biggie, Wax P Diddy had no caps in his ass. He was just decapitated. What? No applause? Okay, fine. I am white. Um, now we're just going to go over to and meet our tour guide, who looks to be this worried gentleman over here. Uh, hi, mate. How you doing? So where's the... You guys can use my to help with the cult problem. Uh, uh, sorry? The, the, the Diddy cult. <sighs> Okay, I can see it's going to be one of these segments. Ever since he lost his head, they haven't left, and I'm so sick of the chanting. Right, give me five minutes with them. Hi guys, um, who's the leader of this congregation? We prefer cult. Right, right, cult, got it. Um, so, so what's happening here? What's happening here? Only pure enlightenment. Sorry. Ever since that fateful day when our messiah was relieved of his cranial burden, his message reached us in a purer way. His message. P. Diddy's message. Oh, sir, you haven't known. Yes, in life, his messages through rap are crass and empty, but in a wax and mouthless, his message is Godly. His knowledge is unbounded by a neck. Enlightenment comes without a lid. We must all remove our fleshy skull tops to reach Puff Haller. To reach Puff Haller, you're all going to decapitate yourselves. Well, eventually, we're still working out the kinks. Well, I can work out one for you. You're, you're currently decapitating each other with your arms, so you're not performing ritual sacrifice, you're just whacking each other in the back of the head, which I assume is adding to this delusion, which is probably brought on by uh, uh, a, a gas leak somewhere, yeah. How dare you? Also, pick a better rapper next time. Diddy's only relevant because of his money. Next you'll be spouting the godly message of a paraplegic Lil Pump. How Dare you decry the declarations of our decapitated Diddy deity? Give it a rest, Dr. Zeus. Uh, by the way, you know they're fixing him later on this week, yeah? What? Who? Madam Two Swords. The place where you are. You absolute tosser. Right. Clan! Cease the ceremonial chant. Everyone get into position. Right, sorry listeners, this cult is a non-story. They're probably just mobilised crackheads. They will not restrain our god with the head of a peasant. I am out of here. The workers have tasers and these guys have nothing to lose. Free grand on a f***ing plane ticket. Attack! Attack for Diddy! <sighs> Hiya, uh, 911. Yeah, I've got a wax wrapper inspired riot over here. Yep. Yeah, yeah Madden Two Swords, Times Square. Yeah, sure, sure, my name's Munch. Uh, first name Brad from News. No, you can't speak to Dylan. Brad. No, Jay, I'm not happy with this either. But let's face it, what were we expecting? To get three minutes out of this is a plus. No, Brad. 
Read this. What? Uh, oh. Newsmunch and CSRFM in no way believe Madden Two Swords or anyone from the Merlin Entertainment conglomerate would run a business with a gas leak or have a riot with a cult. All declarations made in this show are the deranged opinions of Brad Gray. D- d- deranged. N- nice. Thanks for that, Jay. Thank you. Now, back to business. Bunch of waxy burks they were, and I am white. Shut up. You're listening to News Munch on CSR. We've had Fraser's story and we've had my story. Next up, theirs is Dylan. All right, guys. So uh, I want to. Uh, you seem like a you know a cast of interesting characters. What's the most gullible thing like you? What's the most gullible you've ever been? What's the stupidest thing you've ever fallen for? Signing up for three seasons of this. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the, a similar thing. So <laughs> me pass. too. I can't think of anything. That's a nope. tough question. Man. Oh, no. Um, once my friend Archie in year four told me that his kidney burst overnight and he made me, like, take care of him all day. All right. And he hadn't, it hadn't burst. Your a girl sent me an accidental snap saying that she was pregnant. Not from me, to clarify, but she said she was pregnant. And then she was like, oh. I don't think you need to clarify that it wasn't yours. <laughs> Fair. Um, and then she was like, oh, wasn't for you. And I was like, oh, no, what's wrong? And then after a few back and well, forth and heartfelt like... responses, she was like, nah, I was joking. <laughs> that does sound pretty gullible, Jay. So, I mean, like, I, I, these aren't as severe as I wanted. I once... Uh, <laughs> what <were you> actually <laughs> for? Sorry. I, 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 this will actually explain a lot. Once uh, a man a convinced bit. me to give him all of my money. Uh, there was a, here's a plot reveal. See, uh, I don't fall I for gullible tricks. You don't fall for too smart. I, in fact, I pray on the weak. <laughs> You'll be a lot like my pastor then when I was Fraser, a kid. LGBT I... activist praise on the week. I don't see the LGBT communities. Um... <laughs> you can't speak. <laughs> Who's the P? Who's the P for? It was, yeah, what is the P for? Priest. Plus. Plus. That's the, there is no P. It's a trick question. Plus. Well, you know what? In case none of you have noticed, I've, I speak like I've got a mouth for the peanut butter, so sometimes I slur my words. So actually, I can support... Others the LGBT plus community because preying on the weak has nothing to do with that because I don't see them as weak I see them as strong individuals so you can all go f*** yourselves <laughs> right truly the best among us okay are we done alright yeah. cool. Dylan go back sweet alright so there was like a pastor or something you <laughs> <laughs> sound so enthusiastic yeah. <laughs> So I once went to God Camp for uh, for three weeks. <laughs> explains a lot. Explains why you ruined my story. That explains, <laughs> I, it, this is important plot revelation. Are you I, saying your your religious belief was when you got duped? I, That's no, pretty I, controversial, I, Dylan. I, Dylan got I, duped I, by a, a youth leader at Dylan, God Camp. Dylan fell for Pascal's wager. What a nerd. <laughs> no, I uh, so like I, I I'm a lapsed Catholic, so I I still kind of. I have a little bit of faith in it, but what I legitimately came out of God Camp believing was that the apocalypse was genuinely near. And the only time... <laughs> was this a camp or a cult? That's why... We'll get there in a second. So, like, thankfully, as over time revealed, like, the stuff that they said would come didn't really come. And, like, being 11, I was like, oh, it seems a bit boring now. I guess I'm going to go watch Minecraft Let's Plays instead. So, um... Thanks for your story, Dill. I feel, uh... I feel like... I feel bad for people whose legitimate faith gets taken advantage of, you know? When you're a <clears throat> religious person and you get put in a position where, like, someone's like, you think this, so what about this? And then you're like, yeah, seems about right. Because you just, you know, you gotta have faith. So, when I hear a story about a guru convincing 400 men to castrate themselves in order to be closer to God, oh, as much as I've never gosh. gone that far, I kind of get it. I, I feel bad for them. 
So, uh, the guru of bling collects <laughs> testicles for God. An Indian spiritual leader is accused of convincing up to 400 followers to remove their testicles, claiming that by doing so, the men would be able to speak directly to God. Now, Dylan, yeah. that is bull- I, I wanted to use that joke and I thought better of it. Yeah. When you say low hanging fruit, Bradley, <laughs> they haven't got low hanging fruit yeah, anymore. Say, when you make the Red's association of guru of bling and take the balls of these people, I'm just imagining <laughs> golden testicles around his neck. <laughs> Unfortunately, nothing like that. In like a nice re- bead thing. The reason why he's called the Guru of Bling is because he has a cult of celebrity around him. He's currently starring as the lead in a recently made Bollywood film called MSG, Messenger of God. <laughs> <laughs> it opened uh, in January. The film opened to a world record audience uh, for the cinema to, of uh, over 150,000 at public premiere in Guragon, a city just outside of Delhi. So he's uh, a celebrity figure. And hence why he's called the Guru of Bling. He has like, quite a lavish lifestyle that he accredits to his faith. Okay. So it's almost like he's using his position of wealth to convince these uh, poor suckers, if you will, to uh, castrate, to give him the prefer. old snip snip. Marks is a good term for it. Uh, just before we carry on, uh, do you believe he's a nut job? A complete nut job. Thank a complete. You. Thank you. Uh, oh, I get it. I get it. Cheers. Thank uh, you. Oh, Brad, can you do one? I'll do one. Firmly. Sorry to seal your bit. Sorry, you can have it. Useless now. Yeah, it's useless. <laughs> it's been devalued. Gurmi Ram Rahim Singh, also known as the Guru in Bling or Guru of Bling, is accused of coercing hundreds of followers to undergo a procedure at a hospital run by a spiritual organization. In the Central Bureau of Investigation, has reportedly obtained statements from victims saying the castrations took place at a hospital run by his organization. So the uh, Sydney Morning Herald reports officers from India's elite have appeared to have made a crucial breakthrough in the long-running investigation, gathering important testimony from victims as they prepare charges of grievous bodily harm against the uh, nut-stealer Rahim Rahim. Why do they have to prepare charges? If it's confirmed, damn in prison. He's making people chop their own vegetable gardens off. No, in case you couldn't tell by the story, India is a very civilised country, so they're going <laughs> to give him a trial first. Yeah, but a- you got to keep him in, in the prisons. This isn't a lawless land like Essex, Brad. <laughs> I think this is uh, one of these sort of uh, weirder sort of cults that I've seen in recent memory where it's like, there's no sign of anything that I've read up on this. So I spent a lot of time reading up on the uh, the, the guru of bling, which <laughs> I still I feel very unclean. I watched numerous Bollywood films to try is and Is that related to the whole reading up or just in general? Uh, somewhat. Um, and like, there's no reason as to why specifically it was regarded as testicles, like why the testicles were needed to be removed. There's speculation as to why, whether or not it was, um, for just a sort of a mental thing on his part that he particularly wanted to, he believed that that was the right thing to do. Sounds like a power play to me. It it could be just a power play. It It, could just be a power play. It is fun getting people to do your bidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so this is not the first time that the uh, guru has been accused of wrongdoing, but he... Fraser, uh, also known as L. Ron Hubbard. I do courses online. <laughs> if you uh, need much this if you want to get at me. What are the courses on? Yeah, come on. Well, yeah. Well, Open University. Well, yeah. My knowledge comes at great expense to my cosmic force. So for me to expend that force, you will have to sign up for the course and pay um, to compensate me for the loss of cosmic force. Cool. Small price of five thousand pounds per session. <laughs> per session. Yeah, per session. How long's the session? Change your life. Anyone yeah. hear of Barack Obama? <laughs> Have we ever heard of Barack Obama? He was a mumble rapper before I gave him a session. <laughs> Fraser, we're not doing another. We're not doing another segment like this. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. He went by the name Barry Zans. 
I can say mum. Before mumble yeah. rap was even a term that was coined, Barack Obama had already served a term as president. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> it's a false narrative. Anyways, moving back to my story and beyond Fraser's absurd claims, you would get along really well with this guy, I feel. I feel like you both have a pension for taking the f- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he, there was a cone of silence that surrounded the accusations against the guru. He has uh, 500 million followers worldwide and is worth an estimated 50 million US 500 dollars. 500 million for how? Well, same way that T-Series is sort of like massively popular in like just if India. If that only has like India's 60 million. India has a massive population though. It does. It's second largest, soon to be largest in 2025. Yeah. So like... I, I watch a lot of videos about populations. Really interesting. And then there's also like a very... It still has a lot of... A, not the same sort of access to freedom of media that we have. So when you have a figurehead like uh, Gumet Ram Rahim Singh, you sort of have him all over the place. I mean, he's a Bollywood star. He's a leading man. He has a record box office openings for Bollywood. So, like, <coughs> it's a problem. It's a problem. But, you know, most of these victims feared for their lives if they dared speak out by the figure revered by millions. Have despite we... the fact that they lost their nuts. <laughs> so have you managed to actually... Is there anyone who's spoken out about him? Yeah, there have been people. Well, privately towards uh, India's. Uh, oh no, I'm talking about to the news, so you can quote the, them for us on the Today Show. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't see any of those. That's okay. I, I don't. I forgive. I'll them. forgive you. Forgive me? You make it sound like I did the castrating. I mean, this association. I mean, by promoting it. We're not promoting it, am I? When no, I think not, of not when I think of the Guru of Bling, my first thought will be, Oh yeah, Dylan. Why? Because you told us, us about our lives. the story. Basically, it's not the first time he's been found of any wrongdoing. In 2002, he faced conspiracy charges over the murder of a journalist who was investigating... Oh, God, no. What? There's also been allegations <laughs> of sexual abuse of female followers. Yeets nervously. <laughs> yeah, yeet. Uh, uh, <laughs> default dances nervously. And there's also been allegations of sexual abuse of female followers. What I wanted to sort of uh, point out here is these people in power who sort of get people to do their bidding, oftentimes of absurd and very weird situations. Charles Manson was spurred into his killing spree because he believed that the song Helter Skelter signaled the end times, which uh, as much as the Beatles aren't that great, I don't think you have that reaction to their music logically. So Ram Rahim um, cast- being responsible for the castration of 400 people, is uh, it's weird, it's weird. And detestable, but... Detestable? I don't think he's going to be hosting next year's Oscars. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's going to get an in-memoriam for his career at this rate. Detestable. (laughs) I wanted to get right by that. (laughs) Thanks for your story, Dylan. And last up with their story, rounding us out, Bradley Gray. Woo! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Rough Riders! Get him, boy! (laughs) (laughs) You're not a dog. (laughs) Yo! Yippee! I have been called a buster. Squaw! Fetch! <laughs> it's bread time, baby! So, um... I, <laughs> What's um, that? Turn down, Brad. Come sorry. on, calm down. Alright, sorry, guys. Is it cheese sauce in the well? I'll, I'll get my fan club out of here. Right, okay. Um, I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. I can't think of any time you've ever pleased me. <laughs> I downloaded Pokemon Go. You sound like a jilted lover. <laughs> you you haven't satisfied my for 15 years. Um, I'm a people pleaser, so I thought this week um, I'd try and get a story to please every one of my co-hosts. So I've got an animal story to please Fraser. Love animals. He loves animals. I'm um, pleased. I've got a story about India for Jay. That's messed up, that's man. F- no up. lie, that's kind of messed up. 
This is shoehorned in, and we've already had some controversy. Let's carry it on. What? And I've got a story about drugs for Dylan. Fair. Yeah. Okay, let's hear your stories. So, in India, parrots are stealing opium from farmers and getting addicted. Oh, they're all the same story. I thought you would say that's. Ooh. Yeah. Junkie parrots on the loose in India are crippling the farming industries and making it really difficult for farmers to make a bit of money. Why didn't you say mine was parrots? Like, I like parrots. I like Since parrots when have you too. liked parrots? I don't like you... parrots. Since five why, seconds ago. Why did this joke? Yeah, Brad, it was about farming. I love farming. <laughs> you like Minecraft. I could have done that. Um, so in the Madhya Pradesh state, which... Never I, changed. No. Very familiar with it. Literally, you could do like a 20-minute segment on <laughs> me <mean> mispronouncing <laughs> things. Are Not you it. also going to claim speech difficulties like Fraser? <laughs> I can do if you want. Opium farmers Fraser in Madhya so Pradesh. <laughs> Indignant is the word, I suppose. I've been personally attacked. Opium farmers in Madhya Pradesh. Um, they have been complaining that addicting parrots have been the lead cause for destroying their crops, along with a season of uneven rainfall. And they've they've said that attempts to scare away the birds with loudspeakers have made little difference because the parrots are too tenacious to get their fix. You do me an impression of the parrots. Squirrel, where's my smack? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm back on board with the story now. But what? What? What do you mean they're playing you loud so music? Ready for it. You were so ready. What are they playing for these heroin addicted parrots? What like golden brown and the stone roses and stuff like that? It's just the, it's just the, the parrots are just theme sat songs. there. Yeah. yeah. It's like early nineties rip hop. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they said it's not working. Um, this is a farmer who is nameless, but I, I'm going to give him a name. It's Dave. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's got a license to grow the plant to sell to medicinal companies, so it is perfectly legal what they're doing. Um, and he said, We have tried making loud sounds and even using firecrackers to scare the birds. Nobody is listening to our problems. Who will compensate us for our losses? Damn those parrots. <laughs> Squawk! Not gonna lie, I'm still squawk with the smack. <laughs> um, Dave the farmer says um, that this affects the produce these opium addicted parrots are wreaking havoc which I think is a perfect statement to sum up all of this the, um, <laughs> get ready for pronunciation problems again uh, Dr. R. S. Chandawat um, he is an opium specialist at Horticulture College in Mansour um, <laughs> is that in the west country <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> 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 we know him, sir. Brad's um, going to win this week because of his ineptitude as a host. <laughs> you get full five presentation. Um, he's, he, he, told the, he told the Daily Mail that opium gives the bird instant energy. And so it doesn't give the sluggish, um, you know, reaction that humans get. Instead, turns into like a bottle of five-hour energy that can just they can slap back, and as soon as they lose their buzz, they can fly back in and get more. Oh, I've got so much parrot stuff to do. What are you gonna do? Ah, oh, shoot up. <laughs> Just have, a, just have a couple of the rounds and just get on with my parrot stuff, you know? This, this is actually a widespread problem in India provinces, such as... Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Here we go! Are you kidding me? time! Why? Why do you set yourself up for this? Rajasthan. 
Do you, and, want, do you want me to... And the districts of Chito Gargarg and Pratapagar. <laughs> you want... No, all right, hold on. That's... Right. that's like, so it's a difficult place to pronounce, but the one thing in common is parrots want that opium. Um... <laughs> It's very Moorish, that heroin, isn't it? So, like, do Indian pirates just go for, like, opium crates then instead? Sorry? Like, Indian pirates with the parrots. Yeah. So, uh, ooh. They're, like, trade demons. So, Dylan, what happened to you? <laughs> I think his chair moved and he went, ooh. Pirates with the parrots. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. I'm sorry. My, I'm really lightheaded. Um, <laughs> have, you been, have you been on the opium too? Did Brad put something in our water before this? <laughs> it was all a ruse. No, I'm just still laughing. The thing that. that I love about this story that is in Madhya Pradesh, um, this happened last year, but with sheep and tobacco. <laughs> they haven't learned... <laughs> They but, had to do the exact same thing because the sheep were getting too jittery and breaking into tobacco plant fields. It's just... Oh, I was really hoping they were rolling cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, it's just like foals Just lying out. back on their... Yeah. <laughs> like, looking up at the sky, just like... <laughs> Did you ever wonder if there's anything more? <laughs> I don't think... I don't think that's how cigarettes work, Jay. No, but just in like a relaxing a, time rolling around the field. They will so vape it, now anyway. It's like a foal being like, oh, it's, it's been, healthier. It's been long enough on the field, so I'm on smoke. <laughs> so I, I think but, we, we need to send some solid recruits out to Madhya Pradesh. Or you, otherwise what? there's going to be no exports for that entire region. Are you saying that India's only exports is opium and tobacco? Currently, their only exports are like hooked up animals. <laughs> Who's next to fall to prey? Are they going to be like rabbits running around dozed as anything? I would like to see cocaine addicted crickets. Well, I'm glad you're talking about what you'd like to see because I can tell you some other uh, animals that are known to take drugs. Dolphins? Dolphins. Jay, would you like to explain dolphins? So dolphins, (laughs) they get like, they play a game of puff, puff, pass with like puffer fish and they poke puffer fish in like a specific way to release toxins that get them high. This is why and then they are... and then they pass it on to the other dolphin who then squeezes the puffer fish more, maybe killing it or something. Who knows? But dolphins aren't the nicest this, of animals anyway. This they confirms, rape. This confirms my theory that dolphins are just pure. B- They're just the worst animals to ever exist. This is Dylan's theory. Brad, I mean, I'm sorry for hijacking. I mean, how much Please. have you done? For no, sick kids? you know what? You dubbed my job for me there. Thanks, Jay. Um, <laughs> dolphins. Um, in Canada, horned sheep will rub their horns against hallucinogenic moss. Um, and they will normally have a grazing zone of around one kilometer squared. Um, but these sheep will travel up to 50 kilometers if they're hooked on the moss. So tell your kids, tell your lambs, ain't don't go near that moss. It's a gateway drug. You'll be traveling all the over the country for it. Just, and they're right up the Rocky Mountains. Like, it's not even a nice, uh, easily wait, run thing. Rocky Mountains? The Rocky Mountains in oh, Canada. Oh, we, we moved. We moved. Yeah, this is in Canada. Uh, Pay also, attention, Dylan. Um, and also, uh, deer eat mushrooms and cows munch on mead. Thank you for my time. Cheers, Brad. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Fraser, can you stop going off on tangents during our pitches, mate? Yeah, sure. I'm sorry, guys. No worries. Cheers, mate. You know, the word um, mate reminds me of how my great-grandfather um, founded Australia. He always used to tell stories about it. He, he didn't, though, did he? Fraser, we really don't have time for this. Yeah, come on, I just want to get the show done. You know, he passed away a few years ago, and sometimes I barely even remember his face. This story is pretty much the last thing I have left of him. Fraser, I think you should tell your story. Fantastic, it won't take long. Here are the scripts I've prepared for each of you. 
Fraser, where's my script? Oh, Bradley, my dear boy, a man of your appetites would have perished on the boat to Australia. So you don't actually get a speaking role, but you can be koala number four if you'd like. The year is 1412, and the noble Viscount Noro has been banished to a new untamed land, thousands of miles from home for a crime he didn't commit. 1412. Or whenever. Framed by the evil Count Dylan von Munch and the despicable Indian tobacco baron Jay Kando, he had no choice Why but to start to a new. Indian? Shut up! He had no choice but to start a new life in a land inhabited by the world's deadliest animals and the empire's most merciless killers. With only his wits to get him by, this is how he founded a new nation. Hi there, guys. I'm Imnate4512. I uh, just got here, fresh off the boat, you know, just meeting the new neighbours. I'm Imnate6574, and if I hear another word, I will gut you like a fish and leave you for the dingoes. Right, Dylan, that was great, but this time, maybe just once, and for my own uh, personal satisfaction, try not to sound like you want to kill yourself. And again, please. <sighs> I'm Imnate6574, and if I hear another word, I will gut you like a fish and leave you for the dingoes. Better. After we scalp you for the fun of it, of course. Okay, well, I'll just be on my way then. Oi, get back here. I haven't eaten for a week. If you kill me, you'll never get off this rock alive. Okay, I'm intrigued. Here's what we're going to do. We'll pose as Austrian nobility who have just bought this land from England. <laughs> this is never going to work. Of course it will. We just need to sound a bit more Bavarian. <clears throat> well, first of all, we all need to speak in code so people don't catch on to us like. Why don't we just short an inmate to mate and pretend it's an Austrian royalty thing? After me, three, two, one, good day, mate. That way it separates us from the British, who we'll call the Poms. That does not sound the least bit German to me. I say we disembowel them. Fraser, you do know that Austria has nothing to do with Australia. Uh, okay then, Jay. Then why are they basically spelled the exact same? Now, if we stick to the script rather than going off and interrupting, that would be great. I think there's a guard coming. The role of guard will be played by special guest Joe Dawson. Couldn't I do it? I'm right here. Brad, koalas don't speak. Shut up. Oh, you're right, Joe. Hello, guys. Who you're right. You there. What are you doing? G'day, mate. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. Oh, Struth, you gave me a fright there, you little ripper. You what? Oh, sorry, friend. Struth is uh, Austrian for God. It's what we all say back in the good old Austro-Hungarian Empire. And ripper, you know, that little part just means cheeky little devil. Sorry, I'm still adjusting to the English, mate. Right. Well, you three sodomites have two seconds to get to work before I cave your skulls in. Work? I recently bought this land from the British Crown. You, sir, are looking at the first president of Australia. And these are my mad servants, Jerkins and Quad. Right. Sorry, I'll be on my way then. Freak. We totally bamboozled them palms. Say, what are you here for? Kidnap, murder and cannibalism. <clears throat> but, Fraser, Australian accents aren't good. <laughs> Kidnap, murder, and cannibalism. And what about you? Fraser, I'm not reading this. You know, this was Grandad's favourite part, didn't it? He used to light up just like a Christmas tree. <sighs> Fiddling kiddery doos, mate. Yeesh, well, it sounds like we all need a little bit of a rebrand, make ourselves seem more friendly to the locals and that. I learned that working in marketing. And what are you suggesting? Just put a couple of those at the end of our names, make us seem more like easygoing, laid-back lads. You know, from now on we'll be Bruce, Swayno and Jono. And then what? Well, we'll live off the fat of the land, grow some hops, ferment them into some beers, we'll sell them in tin cans and send them back to England. We'll call it Fosters. But the hops here are awful. It'll taste like a vagrant's Well, by the time it gets back to them, it'll be too bloody late. 
There's some indigenous. Do you mean indigenous? Yeah. There's some indigenous people coming over. What do we do? Right. Can I at least be this character? I'll do it justice, I swear. Fine. You better not ruin my story, though. Good day, mates. We're the new neighbours. I'm Bruce. This is Wayne Owen. This is Jono. Hello! We are the Aboriginals! We have lived on this land for many a millennia! Great, thespian stroke victim, just what I wanted. Oh, well, that's great, man. Here's hoping we can have a long-lasting, mutually beneficial relationship between our two communities that lasts forever, living in peace and harmony. Oh, for God's sake, Wayno. What did I tell you about eating people? It's not very PR-friendly. Can't you see there's enough dodos to go around for everyone? You No need to be eating folk, like. Sorry about your mate, pal. If you just sign this, we'll get a doctor for your buddy. Maybe he'll be able to reattach this juggler. And what does this say? Oh, don't worry about that. No worries, as we're always saying, right, boys? Congratulations! I now own all of your land and natural resources, and if I see you on my land again, I'll shoot you. Where will we go? Out back there in that deserty looking bit, mate. Hey, look at this tubey looking thing. What happens if I do this? Oh, not that thing for Christ's sake. Makes me just wish I filed my taxes on time. You're listening to News Munch on CSR. We've all pitched our stories now. All that's left to decide is who will be named News Munchkin of the Week. Fraser, summarise your story for us. So, essentially, um, Jesus is coming back in comic book form as a sword-wielding maniac. In not just one comic, but two. What would you want to read first? You want to see... What out of the Jesus two Freak. Jesus Freak. Bare-chested Jesus ch- rolling around on his donkey with a big knife. Yeah. I have... Uh, all right, <clears> so as you established, I'm a comic book nerd. Vaguely. I know of two comics where Jesus is a big theme. It is the Punisher versus Eminem comic book series. Is this rapper Eminem? Yes. Or rapper Eminem okay. versus Ooh. the Punisher. Better than Peanut Eminem. <laughs> I would have preferred Peanut Eminem. <laughs> oh, gee, Punisher, why did you shoot him in the face? <laughs> and the other is the old, is former WWE wrestler Ultimate Warrior, who financed a comic of him uh, sexually assaulting Jesus Christ. My point being is that Jesus has been shown in comics to be like an edgy so-and-so before. There's been loads of comics uh, that just take things a bit too far. What do you, what do you think separates the uh, Jesus uh, Jesus Freaks comics from those uh, like other vicious 90s fan fiction portrayals? All right, well, I'm a normal person, <laughs> so I wasn't aware of all these weird portrayals where like wrestlers sexually assault Jesus. <laughs> I didn't want to be either, and then someone showed it to me. All right, well, don't, don't plead innocence. All I'm saying is that it is strange to see Jesus come out like this, and I know a lot of Hollywood executives listen... Uh, personally, yeah? Th- yeah, personally. <laughs> I know a lot of Hollywood executives, and I know a lot of important people listen to the show, so I thought, why not make us a bit of cash and pitch a superhero movie where all the most reprehensible portrayed superheroes come together i did like your summary at the end because i am never gonna forget egg foo (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could i wish i could yeah i'm in i'm in it's humpty dumpty's racist cousin i'm in a similar boat to dylan where i was like i feel like jesus is kind of ripe for that kind of recreation adaptation because of like like south park and things like that. yeah the stories about him and like the powers inherent from him and like just 
how much of a mythical figure he is. Like similar to how like Greek gods and stuff like that. Like so yeah, it kind of it makes sense. Jackson. Nah, I think it's weird. <laughs> I think it's weird. Thank you, Brad. I do think it's weird, but I I, I understand the thinking behind it. I understand why you would brew up. Yeah. yeah, well, I understand the thinking behind an animal eating something addictive and gets addicted to it. Or weird man does something weird, followers do something weird. Or woman wears costume to hide identity. If we're going to break it down like that, all that story is a <laughs> So my story this week. <laughs> only if we're going to be derivative and short-minded no so uh, yeah, yeah sorry to disrespect your high concept comic book concepts like yeah what? jesus with a great sword the disgraceables you know you know the you... disgraceables nah nah we're dropping that isn't you... that that wasn't even the name you used just the disgraces you know what their enemy is you know disgraceables do you know what their enemy is just like the incredibles do you know what their enemy would be who would be the enemy of the, the self-righteous snowflake Take that, liberals. <laughs> I'm with the liberals. I'm LGBT plus. LGBT. Friendly. LGBT. I'm dyslexic. Earlier, when you said MSG in your story, I thought, what, do, what does Metal Gear Solid have to do with this? <laughs> I genuinely had to think it out. That's not even a bit. <laughs> I can only apologise. So sorry, I get mixed up. But all you need to know is I'm cool with them. Whatever order I put them in. So, as Fraser broke my story down to, it's a woman wearing a costume. But I think it's so much more. It's, it's wearing it's, another costume on It's top. a woman wearing two costumes. <laughs> Sorry for being so derivative, Jay. It's okay, I forgive you. I, you are the best of us, remember that. I am. <laughs> I am. Envy and jealousy is a sin. I think it's a mortal sin. Um, you, you tell me, Jesus Campboy. <laughs> There's a woman who decided... Waiting in a bush, waiting for another man to f*** off. Yeah, and to pass the time by, she wore two costumes, which would have been really hot. Yeah, for, in Australia, just, yeah. for four days, well, in, in a bush. In it a would have bush. been at night time. So no, she... during the day. Oh. All day. The only thing... Did she have this like wasn't work... for nighttime steakhouse. This was for daytime steakhouse. I think the only way it could have been a lot weirder is if, say... What, weirder than a woman walking around the park dressed in a gorilla and a police costume Jay, at the same I, I, time yeah, people, and then going to hide into a bush. Jay, don't be people so indignant. do fancy dress. And then doing people that cosplay. on a schedule. Jay, Might have been her persona. Don't be so don't be so indignant, Jay. Let Fra hear Fraser out. Don't Sorry. be so reductive. <laughs> Sorry, I won't. See? So what would have made it weirder is if she had caught him red-handed. So there's this person there being flashed. Oh my God, what's happening? This is so strange. This old man's exposing, exposing himself to me. And Only then, 47. And then a woman... That's old. And then a woman in a gorilla costume turns up and then they're like oh can this day get any weirder and then an opium addicted bird swoops down <laughs> and steals their bag and the only superior around to save them is extrino you're right that story <laughs> that you've it? completely fabricated yeah, yeah. I would be weirder <laughs> it's from my head cannon <laughs> And then Top Cat ran in with a big ball <laughs> and they played and, cricket until and the Yogi sun blew Bear up. was there and Boo Boo was Don't there. Don't bait him. Don't and bait him. The peanut from the peanut, <laughs> the peanut from M&M's and the peanut from m and and Yogi Bear had it back and forth. It was like, hey, Yogi, you should try M&M's. And Yogi goes, but I prefer a bucket of baskets, peanut M&M. I don't understand why Yogi Bear is your go-to impression. What is it about this show that brings out your inner child? 
thing is, I don't think I've ever heard you do a Yogi Bear impression outside of this show, where we have at least three. Uh, Jay, to get this back on topic, I think that um, I, I admire the woman greatly. I think that the only thing about it that I sort of don't understand is that why was this her like first reaction? Why didn't she just call the police when she saw her saw the guy moving by? Did That's she wa- what I don't understand. Did she understand. want to beat the guy to, to death? I I think she's just gonna throw like, barrels at him. With, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I didn't say. It it's not a logical first step to make, but I can only assume it's because she felt like she needed to take matters into her own hands, similar to how. The elderly couple had to take Marathon. They couldn't wait for police to turn up. They had to just defend themselves. But they weren't in costumes. They were in civvies. I really like the story, Jay. I think it's it's quite weird. Big fan. Where was this support after mine? I I don't like (laughs) you. I didn't like mine after you started Bible bashing halfway through. Didn't realise the chapel dweller was amongst us. Well, the only reason that Dylan was Bible bashing is because he had an awful experience at a religious camp retreat. Yeah, and now it's... And has carried him into his next story about being an Indian guy misleading someone. Well, I'm not the Indian guy My... misleading. So tell us but... about your story. But, uh... If anyone's the Indian guy misleading anyone, it's Jay. <laughs> Who am I misleading people? I would love to be a cult leader. Not gonna lie, but at the same time, I don't have that influence yet. Then, that... on a scale from weird to like terrible, where are we? We're about like on the weird, te- terrible scale. Like, where's the where's the vent? So our terrible like, things create not a weird. Sankey diagram, and how much is going off of the terrible, and who's going to the weird? This is terrible. It's just firm. It's firmly. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. firmly not the story quality. <laughs> the action itself is terrible. <laughs> no, I actually absolute... like the story. Thank you. Oh. Down. You can play the righteous snowflake in the movie ad- adaptation of the Disgraces. <laughs> can we stop talking about the goddamn Disgraceable? <laughs> I'm trying to get paid, man. <laughs> this oh guy God. is horrible. He chops I'll, off I'll people's do a pro- balls. I'll do a proper round up. No, yeah. Can, no. Yeah. Uh, okay. The guru of bling collects testicles for God and convinces 400 men to castrate themselves in order to get closer to him. <laughs> I'm surprised he got through 400 <laughs> you know, of them. You know, the weirdest story is that you keep going back to 400 men. Who has not be castrating themselves? As as someone who supports the LGBTQ plus community, Fraser, you should know that some people identify as non-binary. Oh damn, he got you. You've been playing this whole shtick the whole episode. So how many non-binary people castrate themselves? India doesn't recognise them. <laughs> Genuinely doesn't. I looked this up. I looked this up. It's not on census data whatsoever. She so could have just said four hundred people. This is weird. Why does it have to be men? It's very it's, weird. It's... Non-binary people can castrate themselves too. I agree. But then at the end of the day, it's, free themselves it is from just the shackle a... of gender. Sorry, wait. Well, hold your points. What for? No, I'm done. It is, at the end of the day, it is crazy cult leader convinces followers to do something that doesn't benefit them in the real world. Yeah. yeah. But it's still weird, right? It's been it done is, better it on weird. a bigger scale. Yeah. On, Jonestown. On the note of the followers, you said he had how many followers? Uh, as in actual followers or just people on social media? Uh, you, I mean, you gave a number out for followers. I think you it was gave like a 50, pretty big number. 50 million I gave or something. A very firm, 500 million, I recall. Number. Now, tell me in a percentage, perhaps. What is 400 out of 50 million? Oh, does that justify it, Jay? Yeah, it's not. You didn't meet your quota of castrations to go to prison. You need to at least castrate, like, 10% of your members. I just think it's a poor conversion rate. We can't call them a cult leader. (laughs) In terms of people who are close, 
400 like fans that were sort of like taken under his wing being like oh I'll follow you around I just want to be around so he has 50 million that's still 50 million followers though yeah it's 50 million followers Oh, that's okay, Dylan. You know, don't worry about it. So that means he's still one more zero. 40, yeah, there, there forty-nine million nine hundred and ninety. Do you know? I think do you know Fraser how, has you, a statistic for us. Opta Fraser with the statistics. <laughs> do you know what percentage of his followers castrated themselves? Very small amount, I'm guessing. Zero point one. Zero point zero. No. Zero points. Zero point zero 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 eight. And that makes it okay. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, that makes it okay. I think that amount of the population probably castrates themselves anyway for fun this guy just legitimizes it if you're it. gonna do some number crunchy do you mind looking up how much of the percentage of it how what percentage of the population of india castrates themselves in like the same sense but i think the point that me and fraser are making is that it's hardly an epidemic i'm not saying Which, it's an epidemic i'm just saying it happens considering in the same place we do have an epidemic with it's france an ab- it's an absolutely power- destroyed bury me for a transition you <laughs> it's a parrot Transitions is the only thing I care about. (laughs) So, parrots in the Madhya Pradesh region of India are ruining the opium farms to bits. And what is a resoundingly a national tragedy? It's horrible. Who's going to get their opium now? Think of the SoundCloud rappers unable to pop their pills. You mentioned about like the medical concerns of this. Is that the main? Are these like government run? What to the parrots? No. (laughs) I'm more worried about that. To the opium. The opium, the fact that there won't be any opium in... So this is legally grown opium. Legally grown opium is is under threat. Medicinal companies pulling their hair out, shouting, damn you, Polly, stop getting addicted to my opium. (laughs) Might be... Need a fix. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Might be Priya. What? What? Priya the parrot. Yeah. It's it's a more Asian name. It's an Indian name, yeah. Okay. Cool. I just don't want you to whitewash these parrots. It's not... It's not... (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there are lots of different colours parrots. They're quite colourful beings, <laughs> isn't they? Be green. Why are we giving them white European names? All the right, colonial right. times are over. Are you done? Just Fraser, Fraser is just <laughs> the man of the people. Fraser's I woke because... up. Fraser is the liberal snowflake he's been looking for. He's the SJW the of this time. week. I woke up on the right side of the liberal justice bed this morning. So the left. No. <laughs> centre. You. I know. <laughs> I woke up on the centre. <laughs> <laughs> Disregard everything. I'm a f-ing idiot and don't believe anything I ever say. <laughs> that statement will be reflected in your marks. <laughs> Apart so Brad, from the disgraceables and Jesus freak. Okay. Brad, uh, your don't story I think is fantastically like it was. It, uh, it cracked me up. But I'm wondering if that's because of the weirdness of the story, or just the fact that you did the parrot impression. I'm in a similar boat to Dylan, where I don't know if I love it because you got me really early with the with the parrot impression. Um, yeah, most of my giggles come from your ineptitude as a host. <laughs> there was there was a good two minutes where I wasn't listening to your story because I was <laughs> just bent so over, crouched down, laughing. What I'm wondering is, though, like, they're getting addicted to drugs because drugs are addictive. But, yeah, but the they shouldn't is, be consuming it. I'm, I'm, they shouldn't no, be but, consuming but it. Animals are just going to get whatever but they the fact, want. The fact, if they find something they like, they're going to go back. That's true, but to the scale that it's ruining an entire farm, it's a big deal. And also the fact that it doesn't give them the same high that we get from opium. It gives them a, like a superhero burst of energy where they're the most energetic and productive parrots in all of the world. And they keep going back for more. 
and farmers are fuming. Do you think they would just stop? They'd be like, oh, this is so great. So That's got, enough for me now. Got to get my life back together. <laughs> I've got kids. I've got chicks <laughs> in the next I'll, tr- I'll try it the once and then, and <laughs> <Yeah>. then I'm good. <laughs> Rose, did you like Brad's story? Um, I tell you what, I saw this story earlier and I looked at it and I thought, oh, well, that's boring. And then Brad presented it to me and I thought, oh, wow, that's fun. Thank you. Glowing endorsement there from Fraser. So yeah, you can go by sloppy seconds, but like you do good with it. Don't worry. No, about I just it. didn't see the potential, but Brad opened my eyes to the story. Thank you. So you will have your pieces of paper. Uh, we're going to mark each other for story and presentation out of five. And we'll be back, back in a sec. Yeah. Scores are in, scores are in. I don't like that I'm predictable now. <laughs> Say I used to different. be. I used to be such a wild card. Yeah, no. you always catch me off guard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have scores. Here, <laughs> I have scores. Here, scores. <laughs> Great. Four is. <laughs> no, in fourth place is Dylan. Oh, mm, take that, Blinger. <laughs> in third place, we have Fraser. Glad Extreme was that well received. <laughs> Tell them you mad. I'm furious. <laughs> In second place, and I think quite understandably, is me because Brad, you're the winner. You know what? And it's well deserved. Yeah, it's deserved. I'm not mad anymore. Do one more. I'd like to thank my mouth for not being able to pronounce words. And Dylan for asking me to do an impression of a parrot. Can you do one more for me? I reckon that got you a good six. Squawk! <laughs> Squawk, what have you smashed for? <laughs> Gonna go shoot up! The Forrest Gump idiot savant of the radio impression world. So, we have one more episode left in the season. Heading into that last episode, we have me, Dylan, and Brad all tied on one win, and then Fraser with two. So, this is, is, is kind of still all to play for. Anything can happen. Fraser's in the favourites position, but, you know, we'll see. Fraser Maybe is the Brazil of points. every World Cup. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway. On the Pele of weird news. <laughs> this is a fix. Thanks for listening, everybody. It's a fix. It's a coup. No, Brad, please, sing us out. Thank you guys for coming to News Munch. Coming next time. Possibly last episode ever. Enjoy it. Yay, fun, yay. You have been listening to News Munch. This episode was broadcast on CSR FM. All our jingles and music are made by Manav Kerr. And if you like this episode, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>